This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome or welcome back to another episode of the For the Healthy Hosts podcast. Where we talk about conscious living, self-awareness, and everything in between. I'm your host, Ree. Sunset Tim. Thank you so much for joining us and allowing us to be a part of your journey. Yes, and today we will be speaking about... First of all, sir, we don't jump into it. I know you knew here. Oh, okay. But I forgot <laughs> you, like to, you like to give a check-in. I'm sorry. We, I, we... I'm so happy to be here. It's been like a long couple of days, y'all. Um, so we're just really happy to be here. We hope that y'all are well. Let us know how y'all are doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we are happy to be here. Hope y'all having a, a good life. Hope y'all ate something good this morning. Hope y'all got good sleep. Hope y'all ready to tackle the day, you know what I mean, and really get this going. I love that. See, you're doing good. Yeah, thank you. You're doing good, sweetie. Thank you. So, today we want to talk about money and spirituality. It's so funny because I think in general in society, money isn't something that's talked about. Like, it's like... It's like taboo. It's like you don't speak about it. Even like in households, like people rarely speak about, you know, money with their parents. I know I definitely didn't. And furthermore, like money and spirituality as well like i feel like people don't think those two go hand in hand i have to say that i've been guilty of that thought as well but you know spirituality is about expansion and so is money so the two Mm. go hand in hand yeah so let's talk about it we're gonna talk about our experiences our spiritual lessons and we're gonna end it off with some affirmations for y'all absolutely so well, our first, like, relationship with money, of course, starts as children right. in the household. Um, you want to tell them how that may have been in your household? Yeah. Like, was, it, was there a money discussion in your house? Absolutely not. You know, we kind of talked about it very briefly the other day. And my early childhood, I didn't really think a lot about money. Mm-hmm. I am my only child. And I got everything that I needed and everything that I wanted. So I never had any, like, thoughts surrounding money. Like, you know what I'm saying? I never really experienced lack. But in early childhood, I never experienced that. Um, But, no, it never got talked about. And if my mother was struggling, I didn't know. I had no idea that she was. So, again, in those early childhood days... I don't know. I just, it's really, it's, it's quite a blur. It was quite a while ago, really. But, like, I don't have any memory of, like, being, like, thinking about money. Nothing negative. About Nothing money. negative. Yeah, yeah, I was pretty neutral when it came to money at that point in my life. I think as kids, we're so simple that, you know, we don't even really want expensive things at that age in the first place. So, yeah. we don't necessarily, you know, think about money at all. You know what I mean? As long as you can get, like, a Happy Meal was, like, $2.99, $3, you know, candy from a store you want simple things in life right, when right. A kid. um how do we get back to them things as an adult is a different story as far as with money definitely but um i had the opposite upbringing i had i got three brothers 
uh single mom like you um and she did the best she could and i i had to like realize money was limited at a earlier age i'm sorry i hate that for you i really do it wasn't like i mean as a kid it didn't seem that bad until you look you know uh back it wasn't like we were in this great struggle we were the average black family in the ghetto struggling month to month check to check you know what i mean how did you know y'all were struggling well, first off, by the neighborhood we lived in, like okay. they were condemned houses around, and like you can just tell, like when you go to school and you ride past the the suburban neighborhoods and you look back at your neighborhood when you do a comparison, mm. you can tell, like at an age, I knew something was going on. We had like heavy policing in the neighborhood and things like that of that nature. So it's like you kind of can tell, like, and in the household, like when you ask for certain things, the answers you get back. You know, I got you. When you come from a family that might be limited, you might hear a lot of "we'll see." I heard "we'll see" a lot. I heard that a lot. You did, yeah. And then, and you talk about like the neighborhood you lived in. You know, we. I don't know if anybody knows, but we're from the same town. Yeah. Um, and I lived on Lee Street. Yeah, you lived on Lee. You lived on. I lived at that time. I was like Mary and and Ruth, but that Mary and Ruth are like a couple streets apart. Right. And for people who aren't where we're from, which I'm sure most people are not. Hell no. Um, Lee, like Lee and Ruth, is pretty much the hood, right? It's the hood. Pretty much like Ruth is the heart of the hood, right? And then Lee is more that area that's Lee got nice houses on certain like blocks and certain streets, so it wasn't. It was more closer to the outskirts, okay, of the actual like like center of the hood. Okay, but it was still part of the hood for sure. Yeah. Um. Like Lee Street definitely had this fair share of shit going down back in the day. For sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> got their ass beat on roof. I mean on, on Lee on and Lee. roof, like for sure. But uh Down the hill. <laughs> yeah, down the hill. Back we from is down the hill. Like this is like a small like I said, we come from a small average ghetto like side of town, you know what I mean? Nothing spectacular. My poverty wasn't no you know, we were sleeping on the floor. I had a bed, you know. Right, right, right. Like it wasn't no like extremely. We just didn't have the extras exactly you know and i as a kid i knew that and i knew we had to spread the wealth around i knew uh you have how many brothers i got three and i'm the second oldest and i wanted my little brothers to have things so i got introduced to like having limits yeah very early on in life yeah and they kind of set up like your your relationship with money as a adult a young adult coming yeah. into the teens where you can actually know like what the money situation is definitely and going back to early childhood you made me think about something i am my only child was an only child and but i have two cousins that i grew yeah. up with and i could tell early on that i had more than what they had like mm-hmm. if that makes sense so so i would go there pretty much every weekend i would notice like you know they didn't have all the things that I had so I think because of that I didn't really think about money like I feel like like you said the struggle mm-hmm. early on makes you really think about money or have a an attitude or a particular yeah, yeah. energy surrounding money yeah yeah it just kickstarts your relationship with money a little earlier than it might somebody else who comes from like I said a, a background where money was never an issue and they got right. what they needed at all times and money may have been an issue because the thing is and to this day still my mom isn't that honest with me when it comes to things yeah, yeah. and I, a part of me appreciates that because I think that a kid 
should be able to stay a kid as long as, as they long can. As right. But a part of me is like, mm, you, you, I, <laughs> yeah, it's like a part of me is like, and I, I'm as, as parents now, like I like for our kids to kind of know where that family is. The empire is right now. Like my daughter is not in the closet about right. um, our money. We've never put her in the closet about it. We always, always yeah. thought that it was a good thing. She knew where the family stood kind of because like once you get older you kind of know you need to know what your family needs like because i think this life thing is about like the family kind of taking care of each other in community yeah in community and you can't be a part of community if you don't actually know what's going on or if there is a problem or there is a struggle for the community and correct i agree with that i agree with that but also, we aren't just like, I don't know, we, we tell her things without telling her things. Yeah, yeah. I like, just, I wanted that to be clear. I, she yeah, don't know yeah. every single detail. Yeah, she don't know the exact amount of dollars we have. But when she asks us about, like, certain things in life, we kind of let her know, like, yeah, we on the rise. Like, we coming up. Like, you know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. I don't never, like, try to hide it to her, try to make it seem like we got more than what we have. Right. Um, But not trying to downplay it either. Like, we let her know, like, hey, you know. Like we trying we on to build come this up. thing, yeah, we're, yeah, we're building. building this thing, and she like, sees that, and she's very proud of it. She and is. She's proud to tell people that her dad raps. She's proud to tell her tell people that her mom is a content creator, you know, business owner. She's proud of that. But I feel like if we kept her in the dark until we were successful, she wouldn't understand this entire climb Facts. and and whatnot. Cause she's a part of it too. Like, yeah, and I don't want to keep her in the closet about what we got going on. We never do though in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And our youngest daughter, she just she don't give up. Yeah, yeah. She don't give a damn. Not yet. Like not that. yet. Not yet. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> she could totally, you know, what I mean, just run around and be herself. With that being said, like, how do you feel your younger childhood shaped your early adult relationship with money? I feel like once we grow up, we get a little older our eyes are more open to things maybe yeah. i was a little more maybe i was a little oblivious you know when i was yeah, a kid yeah, I get that. my eyes are opened up more you know i've lived a little bit more life um and when i was in high school i think my mother actually lost her job she actually was laid off from her job and that's when i kind of like experienced a little bit of struggle um in my i mean young adulthood mm-hmm. but yeah, from just it made me really feel like, cause I think we talked about this. I don't. I've never met anybody who loved what they did for a living. Yeah, yeah, we we spoke about that. Mm-hmm. It made me feel like I had to do things that I hated or yeah. I didn't like to make money, mm-hmm. because what we witnessed in our like to this day, I still don't personally know anyone who loves their job who loves what yeah. they do um you know yeah they work to make nine, like they yeah, work yeah. nine to five and you can call and they say i love what i do i wouldn't exactly. do anything else exactly what we witness and are still witnessing is people surviving yes doing what they had to to survive you know what i'm saying to get money like some people may feel like that's the only way absolutely and i think that survival mode has hindered so many people to actually doing what they want to do in life instead of doing what they have to do in life. And I know it's a time period where you got to do what you got to do. Like, it is Definitely. what it is. Of course, we come from that background. I understand that 100%. Definitely. But I don't think you have to be a prisoner to it at all times. Definitely. Definitely. And the thing about it is hard to get out of that mindset. My best friend, 
opened up a daycare. So like mm-hmm. now she's going from like that nine to five mindset to working for herself. And she literally is like, I got to get a job. I, I got to get me a nine to five. I got to get a job. And I'm like, why do you have to get a job? Cause like she's making money from her daycare. She's like, I don't know. It's just what I always did. It's like, it's what I've always done. And so, like I said, it's just really hard to get out of that mindset, especially like when you've done it for years, it's, it can be hard and it can definitely like be a mental fuck, like a mind fuck. Like, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Cause I mean, she making good money from what she doing, but I feel like once you step out of there, you get out of survival mode, you try to do something for yourself. It's almost like, it's like somebody telling you like to sit down right here. The universe telling you to sit here in an invisible chair. So you don't know, like you can't see the chair, but the universe is telling you to trust it. Yes. And you kind of feel like you finna lean back and bust your ass. You know I'm what I mean? Just you. a little bit. The amount of trust you have to have when it comes to like working for yourself and like that's we always said it because that's our perspective like you yeah. know entrepreneurship is our perspective um but you really have to have trust in the universe when it comes to that now do i believe you it's possible for you to have a nine to five that you love a job yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I, I didn't experience that yeah but I, I definitely think it's possible yeah for sure i think i think there are plenty of people that are listening to this or plenty of people out there that are in love with what they do but I do think it's a rarity that you have people that absolutely love what they do for a living. I'm talking about they love the money. They love the impact it has on the world, the location, company. I don't know nobody in my phone that I can call and they just like love it. Right. 360 all the way. Right. But don't get me wrong. Other people definitely like know people that are working for a great magazine or regular. They know right. people like doing like tremendous jobs. Like, and that's cool, but. For the most part, from what I've seen and known in the world, um, most people don't love exactly what they do and they're doing what they have to do for the most part. Right. And we've had this conversation like way prior to this. When we talk about we come from a long line of workers, hard workers, hard workers. And just going back, my grandmother actually was an entrepreneur. And it seems as it seemed as if she loved what she did. She like did upholstery. Mm But I didn't see a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I wasn't born yet. She was a mayor as well. Too. She, she was a mayor as well. Yeah, yeah. She was Don't a mayor. Shout that. out to Betty. Shout, Shout out to, to Betty. Betty. Who paid away? Who paid away? Um, but yeah, she. I didn't see a lot of that though. Like I said, mm-hmm. I was not born yet. When I did, I think she was on like the end of it. Like she got yeah, really yeah. sick. So I did want to say, like you know, my grandmother. You know, she was a she was, she a was that girl. She yeah, was that girl. She was a hustler. Um, but like we were saying, we come from a long line of hardworking women. Yes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Your it, mother works to this day to this long day. hours. My mother works long hours, and it's survival mode, but it's also a love language. Absolutely, it's a love language. They do this for us. Like they don't do this out of. I don't think they do it out of pure joy. They do it for their children. They do it for... Because they have to. They have to. Like, to provide a livelihood for their kids, a better life for them. And, like, all of that led up to this moment right here. Right. Everything my mom did led up to this podcast. Everything your mom did led up to this. You know what I mean? So, I love them in the bottom of my heart. Um, so black, grateful. Black women have...
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply always held our communities down um since we got off the boats facts so shout out to all the black women in the world out here getting their bag and doing your thing period um but my my upbringing with money was kind of similar uh to that to an extent um i come from like a long line of the women in my family all worked the men of my family they was all like hustlers. They was all in the streets. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I, I come from a real bet it all at any moment kind of like lifestyle. They they risk it all for one play. Like it and it's just kind of the nature of how we grew up. Um, which gave me positive things and it also gave me negative things. Both sides did. Seeing the women in my family always go to work, let me know like you can sustain a living. It might not be the most flashiest, but your kids will never go hungry. Uh, you have a place to stay it let me know that like okay if you do get a job you won't like you won't starve but you won't necessarily thrive and then the hustlers the men on my side of the family they was really risking it all and like at times they were they was up like they were really up and your papa my my grandpa was like the the kickstarter to it all uh snap um the og the legend himself like he had a farm he had a club, um, so hooch. Like he did everything <laughs> under the sun to get him some bread. Like he played no games. Like period. Like facts. He was really one of them dudes. Like in his time, and like that set up the hustling side to me. That always made me want to go be ambitious and like have something for myself instead of like going to work for somebody. And there was nothing wrong with that. But they always made me realize. Like they always made me come back to like bet on yourself. Definitely. do something for you out here because at the end of the day that's who's looking out for you yeah um despite what they did you know for a living they did teach me that much like and the positive thing from them was um that you could always bounce back i i never have had a fear of falling off facts with money like i've never had a fear of falling off i seen too many seen too many hustlers lose it all and come back like yeah. i've seen too many of them for me to be scared of falling off that was the yeah. positive side the negative side of what they did was the inconsistency because um when you do jump out there on your own ain't nothing guaranteed you know what i mean that's like in business that your next check is not a guarantee at all like the next Facts. customer is not guaranteed our next podcast episode it's gonna do fire believe me but <laughs> believe me, but it's not guaranteed to do that like yeah, it, yeah it's yeah. not nothing is guaranteed yo the inconsistency was the negative side of all that and um i i then as i grew up had these two things pulling me to take a risk and then others to like fall back and save for a rainy day and for too long to save for a rainy day kind of like was my life and it kind of for me, I feel like it held me back financially, like saving when I should have been investing in me the entire time. Ooh, facts. Like facts. I feel like I robbed I feel like I personally robbed myself of um 
plenty of opportunities or plenty like um times to really like raise up like really go up on myself but yeah it was held back because i was too scared of the inconsistencies like from my male side of the family and from the women's side i was just playing it safe yeah and definitely. that just kind of hindered my young my young me with money mm-hmm. and my young me with money i know i talked about it a little bit but i did want to say that the lack of the money conversations it made me yeah. fear money it made me fear money. I was scared of money. I didn't want to talk about it. You ever bring up, you know, in the past, you brought up our finances. And I'm like, oh, uh, just yeah, immediately yeah. I get so much anxiety. Sweaty, sweaty palms, <laughs> sweaty pits. <laughs> A lot of people, like, you bring up money and they just, like, sweating. Yeah, because, like, those aren't conversations that we usually, like, that I grew up having. Healing from that, I learned to just, like, try to educate myself when it came yeah, to money. Yeah. Like, I feared it because I didn't know it. I didn't. We didn't talk about it. Fear the unknown. I fear the unknown. Exactly. I get exactly. That. I'm with you. Like when you don't have. I think people's biggest fear is like learning about money or understanding money or lack thereof. Exactly. That's what most people fear about money. Exactly. Um, but once you educate yourself, you have a lot more confidence when you see money, speak money, or you think about making money. The more knowledge you have about it, the more comfort you can uh, have in that realm. Definitely, hundred percent. The biggest lesson is money feels what you feel. Exactly. Yeah. Like money is neutral. Yeah. It's, it's neutral. neutral. Whatever energy, whatever feeling you give money, yes. it'll give back to you. 100%. So if you if you lacking, money going to lack to you. Definitely. Like, if you feel like it's hard to make, then money will make sure it's hard for you to make it. Like, Definitely. And it, on the flip side, if you feel like it's easy to make money, you will be so much more... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Inclined to take those risks to get that money. Mm -hmm. And then, like, speaking of taking risks, I've learned that this is kind of money-related, but it's life-related as well. If you don't take risks, you're going to always be where you were. There, There's not going to be any change. None. You're not going to get anywhere. You're going to get what you always have gotten. Yes. There's a, what's the saying that um, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result? Man. That will plague you with money, you know what I mean? And just thinking about, like, I used to feel like, when, like, when we talk about spirituality and money, I feel like people, and me, I'm people, think that the two don't go together. Like I said before, when it's okay to want things, it's yeah. okay to desire things. Literally, we were, we were put into the physical realm. We were put here on earth to enjoy abundance like yes. you know what i'm saying to enjoy life and abundance isn't just financial it's any it's literally health it's literally peace mm -hmm. it's happiness it's joy Talk. we will put here to enjoy this physical ex experience mm -hmm. so don't let them hold you back so it's okay to want things my thing is don't worship money yes that's what i'm trying to say do not worship money mm -mm. you know what i'm saying or, or the material things. I'm going to always root for spiritual success over anything. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Happiness, joy. And you'll find that when you grow spiritually, your bank account grows. Yeah. yeah like, thanks. literally. Like, when you continue to put in that work on you, like, on yourself, everything else just falls in line. Yeah. You inherently become more abundant. You inherently become money. You in, we are, we literally are money. We are money. We're literally money. One of my favorite. Remember I showed you that TikTok? I'm a, I'll put the like um, 
creator, I put their name in the description box or the mm-hmm. podcast notes. But he was saying, I am money. Yes. He was like, literally, we're so iconic, so abundant. So a whole bunch of other stuff he said, too, that they made money at the thought of me. And that's strong. That's strong, bro. That's strong. And he was like, anytime you think that you need more money, what you really need is more of you. Yes. Because you are money. I am money. I love it's my favorite. I literally wrote that in my notes and I was saying it over and over and over. It's so powerful. We literally are money. And once you understand that, I feel like the the fear and you know the weirdness or about you know what I'm saying about money, it leaves. We are money. We deserve money. We deserve abundance. I love that. We deserve money. Cause I don't want anybody to kind of be like I was at one point in time. Like you didn't want money out of the fear of what might happen if you get money. You yeah. know what I mean? Don't let that hold you back from money. Like the fear of what might happen if you do get money or who you might be. You might be a little different, but that might be a great thing that you're yeah. different. You know what I mean? Go get you some so that you can have that lifestyle that you want to have. And when I say lifestyle, if it's the cars or whatever you want, let that be. For me, it's the time. Yes. It's the biggest thing that money can get me. Um, what I need it for is time. Because in, if I got time, everything else is going to fall in line. Like Definitely. If I got time, I can, I can get whatever I want out here. Yeah. But when you don't got time and you got to be at this place at that time and here and there so and, many and obligations so many and obligations and whatnot you drain just because you gotta have a little money in survival mode then you know what i mean you you try to put yourself in a little bit of trouble and that's how you can get the two kind of you know get messed up about money and energy yeah and just thinking about people not wanting to change when they get money you're gonna change, you're gonna change. do you fucking think that i want to get money but I'm a, I'm not gonna change. Like that's the point. Yeah, you're gonna change. To that's get the, the point. Money, you know what I'm and when you get money, when you get financial abundance, you have the ability and the opportunity to explore yourself further. You have the opportunity, the ability to go to a fucking yoga class, to get a green juice, to journal, to go to a coffee shop, to really enjoy what life is really about. The beautiful small things. Yes. That's the point. I'm gonna get money. I am money. First of all. And I'm gonna change. Yes, I'm gonna change. I'm gonna change. I'm like, changing. Like you gonna change. Like you said, getting money to do them things. Like I get money to have time. I get money to be I get money so I can get a hammock and go to the park. Bruh. At eleven thirty when nobody's there. Bruh. And eat me a little sand though. Little Sammy. You know what I'm saying? That is money. If you can do that on a Tuesday. That is money. You, you're, you're living doing good. You're doing you're living. good. Where if you can go to the park, get in the hammock, <laughs> eat a sandwich. On a Tuesday, 11. Drink a little poppy. Drink, Drink me a, a poppy. Something, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, that's what I need money in my life for. I think I had a bad relationship when I thought I needed money just to, like, be around, just to hang. Like, and impress other people. And then impress. we got a problem because when you have the mindset of getting money to impress other people, you're going to feel, it's like it's never going to be good enough. You're going to have to keep getting more and more and more and more and more of these things yes. to impress other people. But I don't want money for others. I want money for me. I want money for my children. I want money for my children's children. You know yes, what I'm saying? Thanks. To build legacy and generational wealth, something that wasn't really give, given to me. Yes. And go get you some money so you can have the time to work on you. You saying go get you some money, 
Like when I told you, you. Yeah, they told me, go, go get you some money. <laughs> like, for real. Like, my cousins, when they said that shit, that shit is instilled in me. And ultimately, when I say go get some money, like. What you mean? Go get yourself. Like, go find yourself. Go be yourself. And Boy. the money going to come. Like, so when I say go get some money, go get some more of you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Be, let it be clear. Let it be clear. Let's like, be I ain't clear. Mean, I ain't just talking about a dollar. When I say go get money, you are currency as well. Like, okay. your individuality is currency. So, dog, go get you some money. Go get you some you. The more you get closer to being yourself, the closer you are to a bag. My music got so much better when I start being me. Period. Like, everything That's gets facts. so much better when you start being you. Facts. Facts. Like, it's, it all aligns. Time, money, energy, creativity. You're going to need a little bit of all that to really run this life up how you run, run it up. For sure. And just thinking back about, like, how I had that lack, you know, idea of money. On this, like, healing journey, I've grown to know and realize that there is enough for everybody. Yes. There's literally enough money to go around, enough abundance for everybody. Just because I have abundance don't mean the next person won't have it. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? And just because the next person has it don't mean I won't. Yes. And y'all know I always talk about Deepak Chopra, the seven spiritual laws of success, yes. um, the law of giving. He literally says money is like a river. It flows. Literally, you have to give to get. Literally, yes. money flows. You know Absolutely, what I'm saying? Yes. It, and it comes to me. It comes to you. It comes to us easily. Cause it flows the spiritual side of it is to keep it flowing keep your energy going in that good pattern you know what i mean mm -hmm. energy in energy out it's a beautiful flow but when you are stagnant like with money like we talking about the financial part you just like living and not making more money then you start to see your money shrink up yeah because you haven't put any more money out there to bring it back to you make Max. sure you got a good flow like this is spirituality and money playing together Find your zen out here, dog. Definitely. And watch the bag grow. <laughs> watch it grow. Hit me with some of them good, peaceful money affirmations one time, Riri. <laughs> okay. I am money. I am money. Bow your heads. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm hollering. Stop. Nah, yeah, <laughs> hit my soul. Let me, let me hear it. Money comes to me easily. Money comes to me so easy. I deserve money. I am worthy of money. I'm worthy of abundance. I deserve money. I love money and money loves me. I love money and money loves me. Money comes frequently and abundantly. Money comes frequently and abundantly period i get to make money just by being me it's that easy i get to make money just by being me i don't need money money needs me i do not need money money needs me i'm gay okay <laughs> on that note Thank you guys so much for joining us today and, you know, finally talking about these money conversations. Yes. So now approach your money relationship with confidence and know that you are abundant. You are money. 
I'm sending you so much love, so much peace, and so much abundance and everything you need in this exact moment. We love y'all and we will see y'all next week.